Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And our primary purpose of being here is to help you select better options, better choices to ensure your health, better health, so that you can live a better life, a better quality of life. And we're not trying to outlive everybody. We're not trying to live to be 120. But the life we live, we should live with a very high quality of life. That means being able to do things late in life. It's been said that we probably work 50 years to have about 10 years to relax and do the things we choose to do and not have to work. But sometimes work can be enjoyable too. I don't ever want to give up working. I love what I do. I have a passion for what I do. I have a passion for helping people to understand that health is our choice. Your choice, my choice. It's not due to the doctor's choice or the doctor's prescription. Now, those may work and they may be needed at times. There are some conditions that we may not be able to overcome without some medication. But by and large, high quality, natural alternative medicines are as effective or more effective than drugs. And the bonus of using natural alternatives is there are few or no side effects. Where with drugs, there's always side effects and some very serious side effects. So you win when you can find a solution, a natural medicine that can help you, because most of all of our conditions today, type two diabetes, which is truly not a disease. It's just due to too much sugar in our bloodstream and the inability of the insulin to be able to reduce the amount of sugar and to convert the sugar to energy and burn it up because we are consuming far more sugar than our body can process. All sugar is bad. Most carbohydrates are bad. So it really is a really good idea to follow a low-carb diet. Essentially, reduce your carbohydrates. Eat moderate amount of proteins, plenty of fats, and reduce your carbohydrates. I've seen people within three to six months change their life by changing the choices that improves their health, that changes their life. You may be sick and tired of being sick and tired, but you can change that. And we're just trying to show you ways of being able to change your choices. I'm not trying to take you off drugs. That's between you and your doctor. 
but you may find that in time, you won't need drugs. And I'm sure your doctor will recognize that because they'll see that your numbers have changed drastically. And don't be fooled into think that because your number of cholesterol is high, that it's bad. Not bad. And you also have to consider that cholesterol is made up of a number of fractions. The fractions can be improved by changing your diet, by getting rid of the carbohydrates. That will also change the the amount of triglycerides in your diet as well. Triglycerides are more damaging to your heart than cholesterol will ever be. More people die from heart attacks that have low cholesterol, not high cholesterol. Fat is our friend, not the enemy. So there's much for us to learn. And a lot of good science taking place right now on natural medicines to prove that they work. Yes, but it has to be quality. The main ingredient to make things work is quality. You don't want to take a product that is low-priced supplement that is a shoddy product where they spiked it or adulterated it and you can buy it at a lesser price because they have shaved the quality but it also has caused you to get lesser results than with a good high quality product. So we have a good lineup of products today, or should not say products, but of subjects. We're gonna talk about your liver. Your liver is a workhorse of your body. It has over 300 different functions. And right now there are some very damaging effects causing the liver to actually replace all the healthy cells in your liver with fat. So when we're fat, we're fat all over. That means our liver is fat. Our organs are fat. We have more fat in our abdominal cavity that causes everything to malfunction. So let's talk about liver. What does the liver do for us? Well, the liver actually has a tremendous effect. And we should actually take really good care of our liver. Now, how do you take good care of your liver? Can't see it, can't feel it. Doctors can. They can't see it, but they can feel it. And your liver should be about four or five pounds. And in some people that are really overly fat, maybe obese, their liver can weigh as much as 20 pounds. Well, what causes 20 pounds? That's about 15 pounds more normal than regularly. That's all fat. So your liver is being exchanged with good healthy cells to fat cells. And the liver performs hundreds of functions but now it can't, or they're restricted 
to being able to do some of the functions they are re they're required to do, which means including removing toxins from the bloodstream, poisons, pesticides, chemicals, all the things that damage our cells throughout our body, damage the cells in our liver. So removing the toxins from the bloodstream, and then the liver is also responsible for producing bile to digest food and give us a good elimination. So there are issues that cause liver disease, and some of these issues are infection, hepatitis and other viral infection, excessive alcohol use, diabetes, obesity, toxic exposure, medications like acetaminophen. What is acetaminophen? Well, that's known as Tylenol. Now, Tylenol is the leading cause of acute liver failure. It is so hard on the liver, and people just rarely follow the label directions because when they're hurting, they take more acetaminophen or Tylenol, the brand name. I think Tylenol should be only prescribed by a physician. It should not be sold over the counter. You can buy as much as you want. You can take as much as you want. But it's a very damaging drug. Being the leading cause of liver failure. A, a medication that you can buy anywhere, anytime, take as much as you want. And I think most people have a false sense of security because they know they can buy acetaminophen, Tylenol over the counter. So that gives them a little bit of assurance that, oh, this is not a bad drug because I don't need a prescription. Really, really, drugs that need to be monitored are prescribed. And you need a prescription. You need a doctor's approval. And I think with acetaminophen, we need the same thing. Just one large dose of acetaminophen is enough to cause liver damage. Liver damage, more transplants of the liver, are due to acetaminophen. But now, what is the most common liver disease today? And there is no drug at this moment that can be prescribed for the most common liver disease today. What do you think? Well, it's known as fatty liver. And fatty liver is caused by you and I. In the case, if we do the things that are causing fatty liver, that doesn't mean you have a fatty liver. I don't have a fatty liver. But if you do, 
It's due to what you are doing daily and the choices you make that cause fatty liver. Now, fat, well, just think of the word, fatty liver. That means your liver is full of fat, not healthy liver tissue and liver cells. It's fat. So the, the liver is actually impregnated with fat. Fat deposits accumulate in the liver. And based on the link to obesity, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and the chronic metabolic syndrome, and high blood sugar. Now, when I said originally that type 2 diabetes is not a disease, it's based on the level of sugar that's in the bloodstream. Well, duh, where does all the sugar come from that accumulates in the blood? I don't think anybody has to think very much to understand that that sugar that's in the bloodstream comes from our daily diet. We are consuming so much sugar today that the insulin that is released from the pancreas to process the sugar and reduce the sugar in the blood and to burn it in our cells for energy cannot do it anymore. There is just so much sugar that insulin doesn't have the ability to regulate the sugar. Insulin is the hormone that shuttles, transports, carries the sugar into the cell to burn as energy. If you put coal in a coal stove to burn for heat, you'll get heat. But if you put too much coal in compared to the amount of fire, you're going to just put the fire out. You'll suffocate the fire. So insulin doesn't work anymore. So when the doctor says, oh my gosh, you've got too much sugar in your bloodstream, you're diabetic. You are not diabetic. You just are eating too much sugar. That means carbohydrates. That's why the best diet you can, you can have for good health is a low-carb diet. But, thankfully, most fatty liver can be reversed in the early stages. Now, I read a report recently in one of the drug magazines I read that the drug companies are fighting to come up with the first approved drug to treat fatty liver disease. Oh my God. More drugs, more expenses, more damage, when all it is is a consumption of too much sugar. Well, there's going to be no drug that's going to 
help you stop eating sugar. But it can be reversed. Fatty liver can be reversed. Two to three months. But if you leave the damage, the process will eventually lead to liver inflammation and then scarring of the liver, cirrhosis, liver cancer, and eventually liver failure. All because of sugar eating. Sugar is the most toxic poison in your body. Now, you won't die from a teaspoon of sugar or if you have a slice of a dessert every once in a while. But because Americans are eating up to 250 pounds of sugar per year, per individual, when in the early 1900s, it was four to six pounds. So we've gone from eating four to six pounds per year to, to close to 250 pounds of sugar per year. Well, how are you going to monitor all that sugar? You can't. So the doctors, the drug companies, they all, oh, they made type 2 diabetes when it is just too much sugar. So one of the best things you can possibly do for your liver, change your diet. That's the best medicine you can use to treat type 2 diabetes. And I also will say exercise. Walk. Lose weight. Back in a study, people with significant abdominal obesity. Abdominal obesity is the pot belly, the beer belly, the bread belly. And the, the people in the study that had significant abdominal obesity were put on a Mediterranean diet. Now, a Mediterranean diet is primarily, well, because they live on the sea, there's less cattle growing, growing in those areas. So they eat more seafood. And occasionally they have lamb or mutton. And then lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, not just for Christmas, but nuts and seeds every day or a lot in the week. And the two top foods of the Mediterranean diet is olive oil and wine. Now, the Mediterranean diet, in a study, reduced the fat deposits in the liver by 20%, better than a drug. In fact, there's no drug that can do anything for fatty liver. And cut out the sugar and lower the carbohydrates in general. Even for otherwise healthy adults, the high intake of sugar has also been associated with an almost 50% increase in risk for liver damage. The liver has over 300 different functions, and now it barely can survive. Now, there are three nutrients. I call them nutrients, but they're really herbs that protect the liver. 
and reverse the damage and improve the health of the liver. Andographis. Andographis is one of the herbs that I talk about frequently because it is one of the most powerful anti-cancer herbs. It's an antiviral, so it's perfect for cold and flu reduction or avoidance entirely. Now, andographis reduces fat deposits in the liver by 33%. You add diet to that, diet was 20% reduction in fat deposits. Andographis was 33%. And it increases protective antioxidant levels in the liver. It reduces insulin levels by 42%. And then if you add the OPCs from grapeseed in patients with fatty liver, Grapeseed extract reduced liver enzyme levels by 46% and liver enlargement by 10%. These are very powerful statistics on herbal medicines. But you've got to get good herbal medicines, not crap off the online sales. Unless you know the company and you buy it offline or online, great. But don't just buy OPCs because 95% of all grapeseed extract sold in America comes from China. And they have lowered the price because they don't care of the quality of the grapeseed that they sell. And there's a huge difference, which I don't have time to explain, why OPCs from grapeseed can be very large in molecular size and can't be absorbed. So you want to get something that is tannin-free French grapeseed extract with andrographis and milk thistle. One of the best known botanicals for the liver. Milk thistle was the first to be produced to improve liver function many, many years ago in Europe. But, you know, time moves on. Science moves on. And now we are learning that endographis is more powerful than milk thistle. But under the milk thistle, in human clinical trials of patients with liver disease, treatment with milk thistle reduce the elevated liver enzymes by up to 30%. And in some cases, returning liver enzymes to the normal values of the liver function. So these are three very, very powerful liver reducing fat deposits, improving detoxification of the liver, renewing liver new healthy liver cells, so for a healthy liver, I would recommend a formulation containing 200 milligrams of anagraphis 
100 milligrams of OPCs from French grapeseed extract and 100 milligrams of milk thistle twice daily. This is a very, very wonderful combination to improve liver health. You know, years ago, alcohol damaged our liver. So alcoholics had a bad liver. But today, sugar has replaced the alcohol. So now even kids, 18% of kids, kids, have fatty liver disease. We are aging our children biologically that kids younger than teens with fatty liver, which would only cause in alcoholics or the very elderly. So kids don't even have a chance today unless you make some changes for yourself and your family. And, uh, you know, obesity in kids, it's crazy that we have kids that are rated as obese children. In fact, one out of five of American kids is obese. There's a mathematical formula that measures body fat by dividing the height of the individual by weight. It's called the BMI. But what I like even better than the BMI is just that whatever height you are in inches, divide that in half, and that's what your waistline should be. So let's say you're six feet tall. So take those in inches. So what, 72 inches? Divide that in half. And your waist should be about 36. Before I went on my keto diet, I'm five, maybe five, seven at the most. And my waist was 36. Hey, I wasn't six feet tall, but my waistline was what would be excellent for a six foot tall person. Way too much. Now my waist is 30 at five foot seven from the keto diet. I'll come back here and more with kids who are obese and how we can help them lose weight. But we have a lot more coming up, so don't go away. In fact, we'll be talking about red ginseng coming up after these breaks, too, as well. Back right after this. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We talked about liver disease and fatty liver disease in the first, first portion of our program and how we can recover from fatty liver and so many people suffer from fatty liver, have no idea. There are no symptoms. 
until it's too late. And then when they tell you that you have a fatty liver disease, and maybe you don't even know that at all until you have cancer of the liver or the liver doesn't work anymore at all or you have excessive liver enzymes, something is going on. And all that is due to people that are excessively overweight, obese. That, um, you know, fatty liver disease was once caused by those who excessively consumed alcohol. But now, everyone is increasing the risk of fatty liver disease, not by alcohol, but by sugar. So that includes kids, because kids drink all the sugar-laden soft drinks, juices, desserts, candy, junk. It's terrible. You know, in, in 1980, 5% of the kids were obese and 1% severely obese. But now almost 16% of kids are overweight and 20% of kids are obese. And 6% are severely obese. That means all these kids are in that classification of having fatty liver disease. 16% of kids, 20% of those who are obese, 6% are severely obese. And it's all due to sugar and junk foods and carbohydrates. So this is, this is crazy. Because now, what does the CDC do? They just recently increased their maximum BMI for kids from 37 to 60. That doesn't solve any problem. Changing the numbers. That's like the drug companies want to sell more statin drugs. So the level of cholesterol was classified as being good at around 240. But you know what? If you classify that at 200, that means there's a lot more people that would require a statin drug. So they lowered it to 200. There's no reason for it. They had no reasonable way to say, we know 200 would be better. They just try to get it as low as they possibly can because that includes more of a population of those that would require a statin drug. It's all baloney. Don't ever worry about your cholesterol. It's what we need to be healthy. Worry about your triglycerides, yes, but not your cholesterol. It's the biggest scam there is. And all these kids with obesity, or even adults, all this obesity is highly correlated with type 2 diabetes. Not a disease, 
From 2001 to 2017, the number of kids with type 2 diabetes grew by 95%. More sugar, more sugar, more sugar. They're creating more people that need drugs. The, the food manufacturing companies and the drug companies must be most, both slapping each other on the back. I'm sure the drug companies are probably slipping some money to the food companies. Hey, we need more sugar in those foods. Let's get more people sick because drug companies can't grow unless they have sick customers. They don't try to get you well. They don't try to make you healthy. If drug companies wanted to make you healthy, they'd be out there telling you how to change your diet, how to use supplements instead of drugs. Yes, drugs are important some places, sometimes. But they'll never replace food and supplements as a healthy intake. Hey, are you tired? Would you like more energy? Would you like more stamina? Would you like to think better? Would you like to have a better memory? Would you like to have better learning skills? Well, that can all be possible with red ginseng. But now a new study actually showed a improved red ginseng. And this was a brand new study of elite athletes. The athletes were men and women from the Armenian National Olympic weightlifting team. Competitors at the highest levels included the European National Championship. They started with 10 days of exercise with no supplementation. After the 10 days, they took a three-day rest period. Then they took red ginseng capsules, 400 milligrams. Another group of the elite athletes took a chewable red ginseng tablet, 100 milligrams. So the capsules were 400 milligrams. The chewable tablet was 100 milligrams. They did this for 10 days with a one-week washout period between the groups. Measurements including each 10-day cycle, which means they were using a barbell squat and push-ups until fatigue. They were increasing the repetitions of the squat and the push-ups to as many as they possibly could, increased, increased the weight along the way, and they got to a point where they are absolutely fatigued and muscle soreness. Now, both dosages 
the 400 milligram capsule and the 100 milligram chewable tablet were significantly effective in reducing fatigue measured by reducing muscle soreness. But here's why did 100 milligrams chewable tablet work as effectively as a 400 milligram capsule? Because the 100 milligram chewable tablet was a bio-enhanced absorption chewable tablet. So it was attached to a complex that could increase absorption more effectively than 400 milligrams. So it's four times stronger. And the chewable, the effects were faster, more effectively with the chewable form. But overall, the fitness improved in both groups. Now, the problem is always finding the quality ginseng is a challenge. Everywhere you go in terms of buying ingredients, you can buy less quality or more quality. Those that like to have the philosophy of reducing the quality of the product so that can reduce substantially the cost of the product. So they charge less for the product. And their philosophy is then they will sell more of the product at a lower price. But does it give results? Aren't you buying something for results? Are you buying something for a lower price? Well, the most expensive product you can buy at any price is a product that doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you wasted your money regardless of the price you paid. So researchers tested 80 traditionally produced ginseng samples for pesticide results. 80 products. You know, ginseng is one of the most sprayed crops in the world. Ginseng typically is grown for up to six years. It takes six years for the crop to increase the key compounds called jacinocytes. So if you plant a crop, let's say you're a farmer and you plant a crop of ginseng, which many farmers do, after six years, you want to make sure that what you invested in that crop will pay off after six years. So you don't want pests to destroy the crop. You don't want to have fungus destroy the crop. So you spray the crop over and over and over again, many times each year for six years, to try to ensure that you will have a crop to be able to sell. Well, what they find out, found out after testing 80 traditionally produced ginseng samples, 246 different pesticides were detected. 
246 different pesticides. Not just one. 246 different forms of pesticides were detected in the ginseng. 78% of the samples were so positive for a fungicide that is widely used in China, but has only limited use in the United States on golf courses. So the crops that are grown in America, the ginseng crops, they're not allowed to sell them. They're shipped to China where they have very limited restrictions on pesticide use. Now, you want a really good ginseng, red ginseng. If you want to increase your energy levels, increase your stamina, reduce exercise, muscle soreness, then you want one that is hydroponically grown. The hydroponically grown ginseng is very clean and sterile with no exposure to chemical pesticides whatsoever and has grown in a very sterile environment, indoors, in water. Now, this form of ginseng, after one year of growth, it has a higher concentration of jacinocides, the active key compounds than a 20-year-old wild-crafted ginseng that may be found in the wild wooded area. So the optimal conditions producing ginseng with high levels of jacinocide, which is the key compounds, equivalent to potencies to very high-age, wild-growing ginseng. Why would you want to use red ginseng besides as these Olympic athletes found to reduce the soreness and fatigue of working out heavy after body squats with weights and push-ups? Primarily for anybody that is suffering from, from fatigue. Recently, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum, a medical doctor in Hawaii, did a study on fibromyalgia and fatigue in about 200 patients and found that it reduced chronic fatigue and muscle soreness, stress, tension, and actually supported a healthy immune function. Ideal for students and athletes, for stamina and endurance, concentration, and mental clarity. A 100 milligram a day of hydroponically grown red ginseng that is complex to gamma cyclodextrin was extremely effective and more effective than 200 or 400 milligrams daily of the regular hydroponic red ginseng. It gives outstanding benefits. Red ginseng is one of my most favorite products. I love it. 
It is one of the most powerful adaptogens and probably one of the oldest, going back thousands of years, of red ginseng. You don't stop heartburn by stopping stomach acid, acid reflux. Actually, do you know what happens when you take away stomach acid? You need stomach acid. And if you don't have enough stomach acid, and it's called hydrochloric acid, food is not digested properly, especially protein, and it interferes with the absorption and assimilation of calcium, B12, and iron. One study on iron absorption found that it wasn't the iron that was the problem. It was the problem of the inability to break down iron in the stomach and intestines for better absorption due to a lack of stomach acid. One study documented over 40% reduction in calcium absorption when taking Prilosec. People that are, that are on Prilosec find that they have no stomach acid at all. Now, when you have no stomach acid at all, you can have an overgrowth of bacteria. You can have an overgrowth of candida. And in some cases, you can't block viral infection. You can't digest calcium, iron, B12, protein. And then the undigested protein, because you're not digesting the protein in an absence of hydrochloric acid. So undigested protein in the intestines will not be recognized as a food because it's a foreign protein. The protein has not been broken down into the individual amino acids or even short chains peptides, and then they act as allergens. That's why people are allergic to protein, I'm excuse me, to pollen. Pollen is a very unique protein that very few people can digest. It has a shell that encases the pollen that you have to have really high levels of hydrochloric acid in the stomach to break down that shell casing to get to the protein. So what does that mean for you and I? Well, taking an acid blocker like Prilosec or any acid-reducing medication can cause more problems than it cures. Now, do you want lasting natural relief of heartburn and GERD? Well, first of all, we have to restore stomach acidity. And that is called betaine hydrochloride. 
And you can buy betaine hydrochloride in your health food store. When you start off, start with maybe one tablet at your main meal. If that helps you, you'll have less burping, less, less full feeling. You'll have a better digestive system when you increase your stomach acid or you are eating in a way to decrease your stomach acid. And then you can reduce the symptoms of all GERD and heartburn with a substance that's excreted from the pressing of citrus fruits, especially the peels. This is called D-lemonine. It's D-L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E, D-limonene. And then also sea buckthorn, which we talked about some time ago. Sea buckthorn is a berry that grows in the Himalayas, China, and some of those countries in that region. Around 600 milligrams twice daily. And D-lemonine, which is, which is excreted from the peel of the citrus, like lemons, both protects the stomach lining without interfering with the acid production. Also helps paralysis, the constrictions, contractions, I should say, the contractions of the intestines to keep food moving throughout the digestive system. And sea buckthorn is the source of very beneficial fatty acids, especially omega-7. Now, this may be a new omega for you, but there is omega-3, 6, 9, 5, and 7. 7 is really important for protecting and improving the mucus lining in the stomach and throughout the body. It is shown to protect and heal stomach ulcers, as well as reduce inflammation in the lining of the stomach the intestinal mucosa. So reset your digestive system. There's an age-old blend in the Indian medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, a blend of 14 Ayurvedic herbs, including ginger, andagraphus, and coca-cola, 800 milligrams once or twice before going to bed with a full glass of water. It's not a laxative, but it'll regulate your bowel system. If you're constipated or if you have diarrhea, it'll reset your digestive system. So it takes a few days for it to work. But there are really good studies that shows this blend of Ayurvedic herbs, which have been used for thousands of years, now being tested by scientific evidence shows that it does work to reset, to re-regulate your digestive system. So take a blend of this before bedtime. And then use D-lemonine with a combination of sea buckthorn to protect your stomach lining and stop heartburn and GERD.
Did you know that vitamin D, and we, you know, I have so much respect for vitamin D and what it can do, and I don't think we are taking enough of that yet today, but now we know that it helps the brain function better. Add vitamin D to keep your brain sharp. Researchers looked at brain levels of vitamin D in older adults who had mild to severe mental decline. And the participants with the lowest level of vitamin D in their brains had the most significant mental decline. And vitamin D can cross the blood-brain barrier into the brain. But if the brain is deficient in vitamin D, it would have a most significant mental decline for that individual. And then similar results have been found in previous studies. Earlier this year, it was reported that risk of dementia, which Alzheimer's disease is a form of dementia, is over 50% higher in people with low levels of vitamin D. It worked out extremely well. Protect your brain. Better for you to have a high level, not only for your immune system, but for every function of the body, including your brain function. So my friend, we're all out of time. I wish I could spend more time with you, but maybe it's just enough to to regurgitate it and keep it similarly in your body so you can think about it, focus on it, and decide to use some of these powerful alternative medicines that have now been verified by science to be effective. So start changing your diet now. Start including more exercise. Get a better night's sleep. Take some really good, high-quality nutritional supplements to fill in the gap. And you will change your life. You will absolutely have better health. Three to six months, and you'll feel much, much better. So say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. And bring it back to what it was at one time. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.